Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. And I'm Helena. And for this episode, we watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Smaller than the children. Darling, the children are smaller. Darling, and it's saying, my fault. The children, the children Darling, be smaller. thou hast shrank thy children. <laughs> I do. I shrank the kids as written by written by Shakespeare. I, I I must have seen this on TV a couple of times when I was a kid, and I remember enjoying it, but I don't know if I ever saw it like all the way through. I remembered a lot of it, but I suppose when you watch things as a kid, you don't always take in the um like initial boring plot setup. <laughs> No, I, I never paid attention to plot as a child. No, definitely not. I don't plan to as an adult. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this movie all the way through. And I think I've only caught bits of it. I don't think I've ever consciously watched this film before. There was definitely bits that I recognised. And I have a feeling I have seen some of the sequels. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw the toddler one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honey, I, I blew, I blew up, up the kid. Honey, I, I have exploded the child. <laughs> Wendy, the child is large. <laughs> anyway, no, I think I, I used to watch this film as a, a lot as a kid, but it was very much, it was like I was way too young and none of it went in. Yeah. So I have yeah, like yeah. vague images in my head, but I don't, I don't remember this film at all. So I had one small bone to pick with this film. A very tiny one. Tiny one. <laughs> very small. Who the I, no, I was going to swear. We were allowed to swear. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, we don't we swear, swear on this podcast. How dare we don't swear. <laughs> We've never sworn on this podcast ever. Shit, the kids are small. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best version. Um, why? Who the fuck are the children in the animated rolling credits? I don't know. Because it's no not the children that. that are in this film. One, there's two of them and they're both ginger. It's also not an animated film. There's not an animated show. That, it, that that is referencing. I have no idea why it's why there's a little animated intro bit. It's know. just really weird. Because I, I thought, and it's yeah, like no, it's long. I... It's it's not like a. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of like remember how even Stevens for no reason had like the stop animated intro yeah. that probably cost a lot of money. Yeah. No, I guess you did. You go to well, yeah, but there are. I know there are special companies that specialize in introductions, in show introductions and stuff. So did they commission this before they had the plot, or did they only have enough budget to animate two kids? Maybe, or or they just told the company that made the opening credits, it's about kids being shrunk. They probably they probably had to save the budget for the like yeah, no, amazing the rest of the huge film. sets that yeah. they made. Like... The rest of the film. But I I assumed when I saw the opening credit, I assumed it was based on like an old animated TV show. It has that but vibe. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a really cool animation at the start. Like yeah, I'm, 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 I, my I bone to pick that. is the fact that there's two kids that do not feature in this film being introduced yeah. in the introduction and it's it's just they're not even close or they gave them to like an early version of the script yeah maybe they realized maybe they managed to convince the investors for more money and they were like yeah. now we can have four kids well because <laughs> i know originally there was meant to be a fifth child yeah in the a script. child that dies yeah oh. there's meant to be a fifth child during the killed. sprinkler scene oh oh okay no, well, i thought you well, meant that they well, had an actor lined up and the no, actor no, no, died no, no. Like, oh no, no. <laughs> the character uh was ch- killed when they were big no, <laughs> completely changed the feeling of the film. But yeah, no, the the, the animated intro is a, it's not referencing anything. It's really, it is really weird. I but I would watch that as a kid. I'd have watched that animated show as a kid. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Although I can't think of what other adventures they'd go on. 
because um, once I think they it... they shrink themselves again deliberately and go on all sorts of borrowers style adventures, getting into mischief. Oh, true, that'd be cool. But yeah, the plot of this film. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. You'll never guess what the plot is. We have. Uh, a scientist. Yes, we have the worst archetype, the most irritating character of any film ever, and we have watched a few films with this. Yes. Are we just scarred from Flubber? Yeah. I think we are because Rick Moranis in this, at least he does care about his family to some degree. Like well, science it, comes first to him, but it's the character. He, or it's the, yeah. It's the bumbling he, idiot, but also incredible inventor. Yeah. But, but doesn't really care about his family. Yeah. Uh, and what bothers me the most is the wife in this situation she is pre- at the beginning she's presented as like she's not home you so it's a family the dad the daughter uh the son the youngest the child mm. son the daughter i think is meant to be like 16 yeah she's definitely like 16 yeah. 17 and the dad is a brilliant scientist and the mum is at the start of the film somewhere else because they had an argument yeah uh, and we- she's an estate agent yeah uh, what really irritated me and it's this character this like bumbling man-child scientist is what i can the only thing i can think to describe this guy this type of person is she is presented as the bad guy she left it she left to go on her own and she she's like we'll be fine again once the project works once the science is okay we'll be a good family again it's like his care for his family shouldn't be reliant on whether his scientific invention is successful or not yeah, I think it's the fact that they're not making enough money. If your right. work is impacting mm. your family life to the point that your wife leaves you, you need to take a step back and look at what your work is and what yeah. you're going to do to fix your relationship and how you can change your work or your work ethic. And sure, there's always, you know, jobs do have, you know, difficult times, stressful times. In any job, there's going to be one part that's going to be worse or harder than the other. Yeah. But, you know, this has clearly not been the case. Like, this has been going on for a while. And she, yeah. yeah, she's demonised for being a working mum, essentially. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, if much. he had a proper fucking job, then <laughs> maybe he could, you know, she wouldn't have to work and she could be the archetypal stay-at-home mum that dotes on her yeah. children and is and very it... present in everything and the kids wouldn't get shrunk or whatever. It'd be a shit yeah. movie, but, you know, yeah. she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> it feels that really archetype. that the, these parental stereotypes are so sexist. Yeah, I'm glad it doesn't exist. I'm glad the archetype doesn't exist anymore. Because yeah, it's yeah, the fact people that... can't afford to have a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it's also it's the fact that everyone's like, well, if your project is successful, we'll be a happy family again. What? Yeah, why are you relying no. on science to for us to be happy? <laughs> yeah, like if his project is failing, he shouldn't still be ignoring and you. You shouldn't. I mean, accept the problem that. is as well. I think maybe because we're all jaded. Um, yeah. And have the flubber you know, story, yeah. <laughs> have, have, flubber. Have, yeah, and maybe we bring our own baggage into this as well. But yeah. part of me is like, well, no, it'll be fine until the next big project, and then your kids right. and your your wife won't matter again. Like it yeah. doesn't end. He's, he's a good dad, and he does care about his kids. But it, it it's he doesn't the... notice they're missing. For a... No, he goes to a oh, conference, wild. just leaves them. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, I, I. What? When is this film set? Because it's definitely like kids are just allowed to roam free, and it takes them like a while to be like, mm, we should actually call the police now. Yeah, it was, it was very, made in eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. So about that. So no, that makes sense. Like you know, people did just let kids do whatever they wanted at that point. The outfits are very late eighties as well. Like, and the hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely the hair. Um. But yeah, outside of that archetype, Dad's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> like he is a stressed out, but chill dad in a way so he's got to go and give a conference about yeah, his yeah. machine but he can't take the machine with him because the machine doesn't work and he's very upset about it yeah because it's yeah. a shrink ray that he has built in the attic yes and his son is also wants to be a scientist and is trying to like 
copy his dad, but his dad's too obsessed with his work, so he doesn't. He kind of neglects his kids, yeah, like enthusiasm for his work. Again, setting up all the first op- the opening of this film, the first like twenty minutes of this film is so much foreshadowing. It might as well be a total eclipse because <laughs> literally every single thing that happens is like, guess what's gonna come up later? Yeah, but yeah, no, he has to. So he has to go to that. Has to go to a conference. The son is talking to his uh, a neighbor, well, a friend who he's lying and cheating his way into getting him to mow the lawn. Yeah. Because they've got a, a, cool. a, an automatic lawnmower, like a yeah. remote, remote, remote control, control lawnmower. Basically, yeah. he's made a remote control lawnmower, and this kid is like, "Oh wow, I really want to drive that. Oh, I really want to have a go yeah. on it." And he's like, mm. "He's like, yeah, you can do it tomorrow." Because yeah. meanwhile, the other neighbors, which is shitty dad, Buffy's mom from Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer, and the other two children, <laughs> the better kids, <laughs> yeah. Because you've got the, there's like the older teenage boy who has like quit the football team and the dad's like, how dare you? You should be just like me when I was a kid. And The dad is struggling to connect with his teenage son and teenage son is frustrated that his dad's only trying to connect with him with things that he likes um, rather than things that the son likes. But then the dad sort of does point out pretty early on like, well, tell me what you like. And the son's like, yeah. And there's yeah. also the younger brother on that behalf, which is just a little shit. He is a little <laughs> shit. All kids in these films. He's are a kind of shit. weird, like, nerds are bad. Kid. I have to belong. I'm wearing an annoying. Is it a baseball cap? Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing he's... a red baseball cap the whole time. He's the hard opposite of the little nerdy scientist son. kid. Yeah. Because yeah. the scientist yeah. nerd kid is like, everyone that's not a nerd is bad. Uh, he refers to people like people that aren't him as mortals. Yeah, I love that. That like is so mental. like little psychopathic. Little shit. Um, just trying they're to get both... to grips with the us and them concept. They're both little shits, but I get the fi- I get like they're both little shits. They both really want to be their dads. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like both sides really want to be their dads. And the older boy has a crush on the teenage girl. Yeah, Russell, the best character in this, the only redeemable fucking characters in this film. Are the girl, the teenage girl, and the teenage boy? Everyone else is an arsehole or doesn't care about the kids. Those two are great characters. Yeah, <laughs> they are redeemable. They're... Russell is lovely. <laughs> Russell is bullied by his dad. Yeah, yeah, his dad is not a nice guy. Dad isn't a nice man. Uh, but yeah, that's some of the, the another bit of the fort. another bit of the foreshadow. So the neighbors are like mum, dad, two sons. The dad is pretending is like said he's quit smoking, but he does. He still smokes, uh, which is a setup for later uh, <laughs> in the film because. Oh, they're going on a fishing trip. Yes. They're going on a fishing trip, uh, which isn't foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah, there's no bit where there's giant fish. (laughs) You'd think with, like, fishing hooks and stuff, it might come up, but no. And the kid, the psychopath kid, uh, is messing around with his baseball in the garden because he really, he's waiting to go fishing. Uh, So he hits the baseball into the attic, which is where the machine is, Mm -hmm. the enshrunkening machine in smaller nature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that causes it to start working. Yeah, for some and it reason, shrinks the little couch. Yeah, it's it because it couch. reduces the heat of the laser. Yeah, they also have yeah. a dog. Yes, they have a dog. He's they cool. Have they have a really sure. cool like dog treat machine where the dog can press a button and he gets whatever gets treat he wants. Um, the dog is pretty we... pampered in this. Yeah, which another, is exactly another, how dogs should be. Another. Oh yeah, the weird bit of of. Uh, setup that is for the teenage girl is she wants to go to the mall. Uh, no, yes, she wants she to go to the mall. She wants to go to prom, and she's yeah. waiting for a boy to call her to ask her. Yeah, but the the like the stakes for her is she's gonna miss going to the prom yeah. because she's been shrunk. 
<laughs> for like the f- first part of the film. So there's some fucking more foreshadowing. Because you'll never guess what comes up later. It's so annoying. <laughs> so much, so much foreshadowing in the opening. And like, I get it. If you probably didn't know what this film is, even though the fucking title tells you, it probably wouldn't be as like noticeable. Hmm. Yeah. But it's very noticeable. Uh, anyway, they start some machine. Ball starts the machine. Starts shrinking stuff in the room. The older brother of the neighbors grabs his little brother and is like, we're going to go and tell them. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Russell. Yeah. Tell them what yeah, happened. You can get your ball back. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Russell. And they're like, uh, we'll take it out of his allowance to fix the window. And the kid's like, what? And they're like, we'll tell dad. And like, okay, yeah. then we'll. It's great. Russell's a great guy. Yeah. I can tell because you remember his character's name. I wrote it down because, <laughs> because his dad's called Big Russ. Yeah, Big Russ and Little Russ. <laughs> Big Russ and Little Russ. Just nice all the way through, and everyone mm. else is kind of an arsehole. I think that's why I remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else is awful. Yeah, so the kids go up. First, the two younger boys go up to the um, to the attic to try and get the ball back, and yeah. <gasps> something's happened. I wonder what. You don't see. It cuts away. Yeah, I feel like this was a mistake on the scientist's part to have the shrink ray pointing at the door. Yeah, yeah. that was a thing. <laughs> Maybe point it to I guess point it towards a window could be just as dangerous, <laughs> if not more yeah. dangerous. Accidentally shrinks the whole house. Or just someone nearby. Yeah. <laughs> like someone gets shrunk out in the street, you're never finding them. No. Or a car gets really small. A car gets in small and the, <laughs> Yeah. So the reason we forgot to mention because it is a massive scientific deal, the mm. reason he wants to make the enshrinkening machine is so he can save fuel on spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. To sail because it makes stuff smaller, so it uses up less fuel and body body blah, blah, blah. Which, if someone worked out how to shrink things to that degree, yeah, that'd change the world. Oh, yeah. No, it, this is like a, a world changing in- invention. Yeah. And they all scoff at him and walk out uh, whilst his kids are getting. Well, he's at this conference, and this, to be fair, is the what I appreciated this in comparison to Flubber is that that is a very sciencey thing to have yeah. to go and go to yeah. a conference to talk to people about what you've been working on and pitch your research and actually yeah. have some science going on. Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> angry all about a different film. Uh, incredibly... Are scientists normally that rude to each other? Oh, yeah. At those kinds of events? Because they're, lit- they're literally like throwing their head back laughing and... Well, I guess because it's so un- it's so improbable, isn't it? And like yeah. this guy, he's given this really convincing speech, but he can't actually come up with the sure. goods. There's, you know, there's no proof. What of one of them says something incredibly nerd witty, which is the only thing you've managed to shrink is the audience in this room. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone gets up and walks out, and he's presented as like the bully of the group. He never comes up again. No, they all just go, and then uh, the other two, the older two kids, also get shrunk. Yeah, yeah, they're they go like, up, they go up to check on them because yeah, they're like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> they get shrunk. Uh, then the dad comes back. Yeah, then Dad comes up but starts breaking the machine because he's pissed. Yeah, uh, real angry. Yeah, so I mean, the kids at this point traumatized. Watching, they've been shrunk. They're now watching yeah. their really upset dad, which is never fun as a kid. No. Um, they're now watching him destroy the machine that could almost turn them back. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost killing them. And then there's all bits of rubbish everywhere, so he just sweeps so, yeah. it all up and puts puts it in a bin. And the kids are in the bin too. Yeah, and he dumps and then... it out the other end of the yard. The film begins. Yes. <laughs> this is it. This is the film. This Everything is... else so far has just been foreshadowing. This is a bunch of small people in a garden. Yeah, they've got to get from one end no of the garden reason to the that other. We've been wanting to watch this because <laughs> we haven't been playing Grounded Loads, no. <laughs> which is basically this movie. It is this movie as, as, a, as a game. 
this is grounded the film yeah. Like... yeah so yeah and then they have to get for the premise of the film begins and they have to get through the garden whilst being incredibly small and at some point the parents find out that they are actually shrunk and start trying to find them yeah, yeah. and it's great because the sets in when they're small and in the garden the sets are unimaginably good they are really yeah. good they are really cool they're so good. they're very of its time but they are really cool i mean you wouldn't be able to if you made them now they'd look the same maybe like you, to physically make that stuff and it not be cg because it was built yeah like no they they're proper sets, sets and it's like you yeah. know the blades of grass are thick bits of plastic and yeah no like, it's in carbon impressive. fiber stuff it's it is really cool it's all really well done and then like even the shots where it's like combining that with like some like these are the blue visual screen. effects to combine it with blue screen stuff and other like um not CGI sets but to try and composite a bunch of stuff together. It, it's yeah. all really nicely done. Yeah. And then when they're small, there's like there's bugs which are all sort of stop motion animated. Like there's, oh, there's like, Anti. Anti was great. It's such a great. It's such an impressive combo, especially for the time. But even now, yeah. Like that's an impressive series of things. Just the scale of it is what makes it impressive. Mm. Because you could make all that stuff look small and it'd be fine. But making it big, allowing your the actors to like actually exist in there, incredible. In there, like giant flowers. We get the, the weirdest bit, which is where the, the younger brother falls into a, a flower full of pollen and he's like, you're allergic to pollen. And the kid's like, it's okay, I'm too small to breathe it in. <laughs> so he doesn't get allergic. Instead, he gets picked up by a bee. Yeah. Oh, the bee's scary. <laughs> this film, weirdly anti-bee. I mean, when you're that small, bees are kind of scary. Oh, yeah. It's also anti-scorpion, but you wouldn't say that, would you? But yeah, the is that that's when the te- the boy teenage boy saves the girl, right? Yeah, yeah. he saves. saves the, yeah, no, I think he saves before, her a couple of times, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he saves her. Where, oh, first there's the um the scene where when the dad's trying to like he's essentially trying to have a look and see if he can. He's using stilts and he accidentally turns on the sprinkler system. Yeah, and then exactly. there's like huge water droplets. But the yeah. night that right, this is such a weird thing that I picked up on, and this is also just partly working on nostalgia for something that I've not seen in a long time. When the water droplets came down, it made a really weird sound that yeah. sounded exactly like the laser guns in the final area of Takeshi's castle when they're on the little like car things, and they go. I'll it sounded exactly the same. I'm trying to remember what they sound like, but surprisingly, that memory isn't in my head. No, but I, I'm watching I'm it, and I was like, this it. sounds familiar, and I can't work out why. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah, to me, it sounds like a bit from Takeshi's Castle. Stock sound, great probably. show. Yeah, well, probably. It was probably made for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and then stock sounded from that. Because uh, it is like a weird lasery sound. Yeah. So they, um, they get really droplets. scared because they find a toy dinosaur. And I thought it was great because I don't know about you guys, but there are definitely like some old plastic toys rumbling around in my parents' garden from when we were kids, including plastic dinosaurs. Plastic dinosaurs, there's the the Lego brick where they take shelter in. And the giant Oreo, which, gross. Let's be real, that was gross. (laughs) Like, the kids are really enthusiastic because, oh my god, a giant cookie. Disgusting. How long had it been out there? Yeah, but they're also kids. Yeah, they don't care. And also, it's Oreos from the 80s. It probably does last forever. The teenagers are a bit too excited, though. Yeah, for me, they're too. The kids, they're like the kid kids. I can understand being excited. The teenagers, I'm like. Mm. And yeah, again, should... if they've been, I think at that point, they're really it's hungry. Almost the end of the day. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. probably they're really, really hungry. Because it's while they're then eating that that Auntie comes along and. Yeah, they have to bribe yeah. Auntie. 
yeah the yeah the girl uses like a bit of it to to bribe them they add it uh, put it on like a string on a stick so they can ride anti around yeah anti the best which i thought was originally called anthony and that's a better that's name. that's the name of the ant in ant-man yes oh um, it is ant-man stealing ideas from honey i shrunk the kid yep <laughs> what um but yeah uh, they yeah they get the ant uh they take the ant to I don't know. I guess they're just walking towards the house at that point. Yeah, they're just sort of heading towards the house. Yeah, they make they, they make a little rickshaw for the ant. Yeah, one one of the bits that I, one of the small scenes that I really like really found funny was when um like it's back with the the dad and the wife and the wife comes home and he's like yeah the the machine works and she's like oh really wow oh, do wow, the kids know amazing. he's like yeah yeah, yeah they, <laughs> do the kids know because <laughs> and then just her reaction when he tells her what's happened. Oh, yeah. that was so good. She faint. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and the police. So the next door. So fucking the next door. The dad of the next door is a terrible person because. So the fishing trip. He's like the kids are missing at that point. His children are missing, hmm. and he's like the his friend or brother or whatever Dom turns up and they need to go on the fishing trip, and he's like, "Oh, I'll go out and talk to him because they can't go because his children are missing." Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't tell him that the children are missing for some reason. I think it's because it shows that he's not got a good grip on his own kids. <sighs> yeah, I mean, And he's the sort of bloke that, that want... Yeah, well, yeah, no, he... To be fair, in Age of Innocence, I guess, a bit in this late 80s film where it's like, oh, the kids have run off and yeah, they've got into I... no... They're up to no good, potentially, but they're not actually in danger. Well, they're scared enough to call the police. That I think that's what... Well, I think it's more to get the police to go look for them. Yeah. I the just, mums are worried. I... The dads are like... Well, they'll turn up. Yeah, and then he fucking drops his wife in it. Where she's like, yeah, no, that's just another bit of like sexism. <laughs> being a dick. Doesn't he sort of imply she's on her period or something? Or well, he says the plumbing is. Oh, plumbing oh, is okay. Up. She's got diarrhea, yeah. which could mean yeah, it could mean anything. Yeah, bit weird. And then he goes off and he's annoyed and he goes off to have a cigarette and flicks it into the garden. Oh well, and... we find out he's not annoyed. He is worried. Because he yeah. only smokes, yeah. according to his son, when he's really worried about something. And then his son's like, <gasps> light bulb moment. My dad does care about me. He's also very upset that it's not refundable. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> lost his $80, po- $80 deposit. Also, Dom is also a dick to his wife. <laughs> She's like, there's a man playing the gun. He's like, shut up. Fuck is wrong with you, Dom? Dom's a dick. We yeah, all agree no, he's that horrible. Dom is the worst character. Yeah. Dom is irredeemable. And he won't do the fish handshake. He's, he's really bummed out that his friend won't. Like, can't go fishing with him. Fuck off, man. You're, like, 40. (laughs) You look like you're pushing 50. Chill out. Real life gets in the way. Kids are missing. Yeah, sometimes kids get shrunk. That is more important than your fishing trip. More important than your stupid fishing trip right now. One of the kids doesn't want to fucking go. No. Like, the kids aren't enthusiastic about it. Chill the fuck out, Dom. And how long do you think they were going for? Because the mum was packing, like, everything. People go on, like, week-long fishing trips, so... Yeah. I don't understand it. (laughs) Can't. Can't. I can't imagine fishing is fun. Like, I just can't. Not for that long. Uh, But, yeah, no, he smokes, throws it into the neighbour's garden. Because the foreshadowing has to come up. This is fucking... What's it called? Somebody's somebody's got a gun. Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. gun. Chekhov's, Chekhov's lit cigarette. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. This film is again Chekhov's arsenal because so many things come up in the first act and they get used in the second act. <laughs> they get a shot. Everyone gets a shot. <laughs> yeah, they they end up. Well, the the kid who's like got asthma and is allergic to pollen goes way too close to this lit cigarette and he starts coughing and I'm like, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, not he's like, not actually that smart, is he? 
No. no one fucking stops him either. No, none of the neither of the older teenagers are like, mate, don't go close. Don't go close to the cigarette. Instead, they like pick <laughs> up bits of the lit cigarette and blow on it to use it as a torch. Yeah. It's so like, the the yeah. actual the other kid kind of uses his actual smarts to be like, oh well, there's still embers. We can use these as torches. Yeah. Because it's getting this dark at that point. After is this after what happens with Auntie? No, it's before. No, it, because it's before. It's, it's before because then they find the Lego brick to go to sleep yes. in. They because before that they tell Auntie to leave and he won't leave. Yeah, he, he keeps following. They they yeah they find the the thing the Lego piece. Yeah, yeah and, and they get into to it to sleep. sleep in there. Yeah, and the two kids find one of the holes and they're like yeah, uh, and the teenagers the girl goes to sleep and the guy sleeps on the floor. Yeah, because yeah. they're yeah. into each because other because he's being chivalrous. Because they're they they're about to be kissy time, and then yeah. it's scorpion time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck that scorpion. Fucking nightmare yeah. scorpion. That scorpion is like. terrifying. Yeah. Because one, you know, British, so I was thinking, oh, okay, well, they've faced a bee, sure, on board with that. Bees happen. Be a spider. I was thinking, yeah, spider. I was thinking earthworm. Yeah. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking fucking, fucking scorpion. American scorpion. Yep. Although I did have a scorpion in my blueberries the other day, and I was very Ooh. scared. Was it dead? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, but yeah, the scorpion turns up. Ant is just wandering. Ant he's just wandering around. Mm. Here's the commotion because the kid who likes Ant the most is getting he's attacked. He's still trapped by the in, in the brick. Yeah, yeah, the other kids are managed to run scorpion. away. The fucking Ant, the hero, the true hero of this movie, try, tries to fight the scorpion to yeah. save this kid. And I was genuinely like, I know what's going to happen. I'm already yeah. sad. Yeah, it's brutal, and but it's so scary because like the scorpion's claws can almost reach. The kid, but yeah. not quite. So yeah. it's like yeah. really snapping at his heels. And then really as it's scary. fighting Auntie, it's like, wow, is it just going to decapitate Auntie? No, it shoves its like venomous tail into Auntie. And, and you it see goes it right happen. in. Yeah. yeah it and and Auntie's like, <laughs> just yeah, makes a weird little, little screechy noise. Do. And then the kids end up fighting off the scorpion, but they're too late. They throw yeah. a bunch of sticks in, and one of them stabs it in the. Oh god, yeah, it really eye. goes right in the yeah. eye, and yeah. you see, and then you see the scorpion wrench it out, which I wasn't expecting either, because that's yeah. pretty gory. Yeah, yeah, for and a kids' it, film in the late eighties, <laughs> it scuttles off, uh, and then we find out Auntie is dead, yeah, dying. Auntie, is, yeah, R.I.P. Auntie. It is sad, and also watching this kid, like this this kid that's trying to do that tough guy jock act, crying. Uh, that's his arc, though. Yeah, like that's his character arc. Is he he learns how to be compassionate yeah um, because of an ant it's great this film's great yeah so the next morning the other foreshadowing comes up and this kid's here to mow the lawn <laughs> the, be- the, the best part is they set when they go back to sleep in the lego piece they set up a load of traps yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's great that's great um and they're all asleep in the same one so at this point the parents are well aware that the the kids yeah. are and they're trying to find them with a sort of uh um winch thing and yeah, and lots like a of microscopes drifting him round, so they're not touching the ground because yeah, yeah, they, they realise pretty horrific moments every now and then when like you know the dog runs onto the grass yeah. and starts chasing him, and it's like imagine if your dog killed four children. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, and then yeah, the second Chekhov's second gun fires, uh, and the kid turns up to do the lawn. Yeah, because the the parents are in the attic trying to fix the machine at this point. I think yeah. Yeah, and, and the wife's like, "Does that been... sound like a chainsaw?" He's like, "No, it sounds more like a oh, lawnmower." <laughs> oh no! And yeah, yeah, he's just stood in the middle of uh, the garden running. Yeah, and as far as the kid's concerned, doing... he has permission to do this. Yeah, yeah he's he can, not doing anything he's... wrong. 
He's well, no, no. He is doing something wrong. He's doing a very bad job of mowing the lawn. Yeah, he's well, just. Well, to be fair, the lawn exactly. mower doesn't seem to be very good. He, but he just decides to stand in the middle and do it in a big circle, which is yeah. the worst way to mow the lawn. And then when they finally get to him and he stops the lawnmower, but it's still turned on and the kids are all in like an earthworm burrow. So yeah, they start like tunnel. flying into a death blade. Yeah, which you when the little kid, because it's the little nerdy kid that gets mm. like picked up first, you can fully see his uh, harness and the strings. Yeah, you can mm. see all the strings fully like see. really easily. Don't care. Like no. I'm not, my, my, my suspension of disbelief isn't existent in this one i don't no. i don't care no, about exactly. anything this one was great but yeah i know it's all cardboard and plastic it's so fucking <laughs> great and then the kid is like standing in because they won't because the parents won't go onto the grass this kid must be so confused because yeah. he can't go he's stood on the grass the parents are for some reason not going on the grass screaming at him to get off the grass well they have to scream at him first because obviously the noise of the lawnmower and he's got headphones in yeah uh, we, I like the moment when they go, we should do it together. One, two, three. Ah. But yeah, it's so confused. Uh, then he turns the lawnmower off, goes up to them, and then like is immediately like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I did Which, fair, he's a, he's yeah. a kid. He's, yeah, if an adult's screaming at you, do you do it, kind like... of apologise. Yeah. And then, he, but the problem after that is he immediately gives them attitude. As soon as the wife's like, you, you're fine, go home. The mum's like, you, you're fine, it's fine, don't worry go home, go through the house, it's safer. And he's like, what do you mean it's safer? Shut up, kid. <laughs> Don't give them attitude, like, right away. Well, I guess you'd probably be pretty... You, well, if you were a normal kid, maybe you would be upset that an adult had just shouted at you and then realised that, and then, like, once you've had a moment to think, you find out it's for no, as far as you're concerned, good reason. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got an issue. He needs to respect his elders. <laughs> so as they're all going inside, the dog manages to run out and they all cl- grab onto... Yeah, because the dog can hear the them dog. whistling. Well, no, yeah, because before that you have like the really because they're stood on the back garden looking out. You have a really emotional bit where they go back in, and the kids, are, the younger kids, are like, "We're fucked." Yeah, they're they're <laughs> like trying, the... they're screaming and trying to get their parents' attention, but they just can't see them. Yeah, yeah, and the younger kids are just like, "We need to, we give up." They just get real sad yeah. all of a sudden, and it's like, "Oh," and the older kids would be like, "No, we need to look up." Because uh, so the, yeah, the the younger kids' arc is compassion. Yeah. Yeah. The nerdy kid learns... Sort of tolerance, acceptance. People can be different. Yeah. And the older kids... I guess he learns... Because the, the Russell doesn't learn... He learns that his dad like, cares about him. Yeah. And his dad does learn... love him, even if they don't see eye to eye. Yeah. He doesn't learn responsibility, because he already had that. She learns responsibility. Yeah. Because that's... She's, she's kind of off ignoring him a little bit. Because I think this is the scene where they learn... This is where their lessons are learned, I think the two teenagers because they have like the love of the romance arc but their the lessons are kind of learned here his i'm not sure i don't know what his lesson is other than like he knows his dad cares about him which is a pretty big arc for a teenage boy yeah yeah uh but they get to the house well we've missed out the scene where it's flooded and she the the teenage girl drowns yeah yes. that's that's a lot earlier on is yeah did yeah, we just completely like skip right that was that like yeah the that's, that's, the that's the that's the sprinkler scene that's sprinkler. yeah that's when a, the fifth kid was going to die if there was yeah. a fifth kid <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> fucked like completely change the feeling of the rest yeah. of the world you can't celebrate scientific discovery especially if the other four kids have to take that body otherwise how are they ever going to know where it was and it's just lost and probably ant food yeah be like the kid died when he was shrunk which yeah. no one would believe and then they see the machine and would go oh good god or the dad couldn't reveal his he couldn't reveal the shrink ray to the scientific community because it had killed a kid because it had killed a kid yeah yeah 
his own. He'd go to prison. Yeah, so they're like, well, as long as it's unbelievable. Keep it quiet. Yeah, it's just a missing kid, and that family, those two families have to live with that. And the kids have to live with that. Yeah, forever. I mean, they're going to therapy. I don't care, like, oh, they're in therapy for the rest of I think of the therapy, yeah, at some point they might have to speak to a mandated reporter, though. I don't think you can be yeah. like, yeah, my dad's shrink ray killed a kid. I mean, and just then not anyway. Be... <laughs> anyway, just in going general. through what they went through. Like, I think that would take you, to, you'd need to go through therapy. Yeah, then they get, like, they climb up onto the kid's bit, the dog's hair, the beard. <laughs> His little beard. Uh, one of them gets dropped in uh, a bowl of cereal, bowl a bowl of, of Cheerios. Cereal. Yeah, bowl of Cheerios, which is the milk is uh, described as a milk-like liquid. Yeah, it was like water with like white coloring, and I think just something to make it slightly thicker. Yeah, a thickening agent. I think it said it was like sixteen thousand gallons or something. It's essentially yeah. a swimming pool, and they've built these giant like Cheerios for it yeah. to be in as well. And considering like when it was made, it's really impressively like edited together. Yeah, it's cool yeah, how much effort really they put well into done. this film because it could have yeah. been crap really yeah. easily. Could have been bad, and you uh, you wouldn't get another film made like this again. You just wouldn't. No, not with that much like physical stuff. Uh, it'd be, oh, do it CGI. No, make it real. It's cooler that way. But yeah, he nearly gets eaten until the dog barks at the dad and is like, oh, wow, he's on my spoon. Well, the the dog actually bites the dad, like properly yeah. intervenes. It's pretty, yeah, the dog's a real hero. Get what I'm saying? They take him to the attic. They work out what's wrong with the machine. The neighbor's dad is like actually showing that he cares now. He's like, you don't explode the kids. The yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, He's well, like, that was the yeah me. the first the first few attempts that this guy had been doing for like shrinking and resizing stuff. I just made them explode, and there's that great line where he's like, "Oh, we'd know if they'd been exploded because they'd, they'd be, be all over the room." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the dad's like, "We were trying it on something living. Use it on me." Well, oh, there's what? a beat where I'm like, "They're gonna get the dog, right?" Yeah, the dog <laughs> runs away. Yeah. <laughs> no, God, imagine how many experiments you think have been conducted on that poor dog. So many. He used to be a completely uh, different breed. <laughs> started out a cat. Um, but yeah, they, they test it on the, the neighbour dad because he's big just Russ. like angry. And but then little Russ. Russ. But then big Russ. Tiny uh, Russ. <laughs> tiny, tiny Russ. Cares about, cares about his son, so he like, like, cares about his kids, so he's like, do it on me uh, to see if it works. And he's like, that's genuinely... I don't think enough like weight is given to that moment. No. It's yeah. really glossed it over. Immediately, like, oh, it works. You you watch it happen. Yeah. So, oh, it works. Okay, cool. It would have been really cool if they if he got shrunk and there was a sort of moment of, is he dead? Also, <laughs> they, like, there yeah. is kind of a a bit where like afterwards his hat is like too big <laughs> for him, and it's like, well, how does that work? Because the hat got shrunk with him. I don't think they quite made him back big enough. Yeah, yeah but surely his hat yeah. was there the whole time, getting shrunk because his clothes aren't suddenly. Yeah. So it doesn't actually know. make any sense. No, but this is a film <laughs> about kids getting shrunk. Okay, yeah. Um, there was an aunt that fell in love with, what didn't fall in love with, that was very, very, very good friends with a boy. one of the people. One of the boys. Is that not a logical film? Also, um, how do they get that aunt to, like, try to, like, go where they want with a stick with I a bit of Oreo on it when there's, like, a giant Oreo cookie in the I garden <laughs> the ant was just mates yeah the ant yeah. was ant was just she up was for it cool yeah, yeah. ants was just hanging out having yeah. a good time chilling yeah and then they they regrow the kids and there's a nice moment of like oh they all love each other they all realize that they actually care and the nerd family the scientist family, not the nerd family the scientist <laughs> family all the all chekhov's guns have fired <laughs> yeah. at this point 
and the nerd, the scientist family realize that everything is good now yeah. because the science experiment worked, which means everything is good now. Yeah, and the two neighbors become friends and they have a nice dinner together where they have a giant turkey. Giant turkey. Giant turkey. Yeah, I guess because the, the shrink ray works both ways, which we find yeah. out in the sequel. So they can um, use it to solve world hunger, maybe. So, um, f- final bit, favorite bit the dog gets a giant dog biscuit that yeah. he eats under the table. <laughs> He does. He's Good the happiest boy. little doggy. Yeah. So this is the most sci- significant scientific discovery in human history. In, like, any film ever kind of thing. It's a pretty big deal. Like it's Three huge. rays are a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact it can make it bigger as well. Yeah. That's how they made the sets. They didn't actually build them. They had a real-life shrink and big ray. Exactly. They didn't, like, shrink the kids and put them in those scenarios because that was too dangerous. Instead, they got a small patch of grass and made it really big. (laughs) The liability insurance was too high. Yeah. Admittedly, child labour laws were a lot less strict back then. Yeah, but as soon as you put shrink ray in any legal document, the prices shoot up. One, One complaint I do have about this film, it's a lot of teenage voice crack screaming. It's a lot of teenage <laughs> voice crack screaming, and it gets a bit irritating. There's a lot of um, ADR as well. Oh yeah, no, because they're too small. Yeah. Too small for the mics <laughs> to pick them up. Be proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. Uh, uh, yeah, my only complaint is it's a lot of annoying screaming. Yeah, but overall, like on a on a technical aspect, this film is oh, fucking incredible. Real I was good. really impressed. Like, like for having yeah. not really seen it, I was expecting. Like, the, the first set, like, the grass um, at the start where they actually, like, slide down it is a bit, like, visibly cardboardy. Kind of had yeah. early, like, um, old Doctor Who kind of set vibes. But you, like, it's so um, it's so immersive that you sort of stop noticing that after a while. And then you get distracted by, like, the bee or the scorpion or whatever that's going on or the, the drowning that yeah. you, yeah, the, the sets become, like... You just accept it really quickly, yeah, and it, I, I, yeah, they sort of become background, and that's really cool. I think there is absolutely a point. I also think this wouldn't have worked if they were super like hyper realistic. Like, I don't think this film would have worked if everything, the, all the big world, the shrunk world that we're, they were in, I don't think it would have worked if it was like hyper realistic and perfect. It would have felt weird with it, it yeah. because it's a bit, it's a bit shit. It works a lot better. It feels like a lot better. Yeah. And I, I like this is like I like that. That's my favorite kind of like you can tell it's a film being made and it's not super glossy and everyone's careful about everything being perfect. It's a fucking film. <laughs> like you, you yeah, get it's a film about because... kids being shrunk. Like yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't because have to make everything look perfect because the story's yeah. good. Yeah, it's and not it's Blue Planet too. That they did it anyway. Yeah, like it's impressive that like you uh, you wouldn't get people doing that now. It's a lot of effort, a lot of work. And for like a possibly a mediocre payout, because this film did well. This is one of um, the like highest grossing kids films ever. Yeah, it was really successful. Yeah, I mean, I knew about this film. It's not like I, even though I had this isn't like a one where I'm, it is like yeah. part of culture, really, isn't it? Like yeah. everyone's heard of it, even if they haven't seen it. Wildly successful film. It was like, I think Disney's biggest film for a while. Like Disney, 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 not like a Disney subsidiary, I think. Yeah. yeah. One of their biggest like live action films for a very long time. Yeah, I think it was one of the like, I can't remember if it was top three, but it was pretty high in like the highest grossing films of the 80s yeah, as well. Yeah, it would like be. It, yeah. yeah. I think until like 2013, it was like one of Disney's highest grossing live action films, which is wild because it was made in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just good. It's just like good. 
the child acting is a bit shit, but they're children. Yeah, no, but they. What, what do you expect from child actors? Really? Yeah, some of the delivery of some of the lines was clearly mm. like they had just gone line, and then it'd been said to them, and they've just repeated it back because they don't have the memory for it right now. <laughs> which is fine. Which is the same feeling as you get for the rest of the set. It's yeah. like yeah. it's a bit shit, but it works. And it wouldn't have. I don't think it would have worked if they were perfect actors. It's a bit like yeah, shit. It's a <laughs> it's a late eighties kids film, and it. And that's it's all it is. It's so like, much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. And I think, like, out of 10, I'm giving it, like, a 10. I think this is in my 10, 10 out of 10 field. 10 out of 10 sad ant deaths. Aww. I went Aww. for the worst one. I went yeah, for absolutely the worst negative. one. That is, that is the worst one. <laughs> I went for the worst possible thing in this entire... I don't know. Yeah, 10 out of 10 sad ant deaths. Cool. I was, I was going to go for... Okay, if we're going like that, I'll go for eight out of ten dead children that weren't in this movie. Like from a from a technical standpoint, like this is such a such a great film. I, and I'll, I really I'll give it, it. Um, yeah, I think eight out of ten unhappy marriages. <laughs> and they're all to scientists <laughs> or to the neighbors' dad. No, I, I did enjoy this film. I don't have nostalgia for it. I guess I have nostalgia for the kind of film that it is. Yeah. Like it reminds yeah. me of lots of other films and lots of other things I've seen and like sort of like the Goonies and other things like that. It's got that vibe. vibe. It's a very vibey film. Um yeah. but I've never seen it before. Like I'm pretty sure I've not seen it before, at least not properly. Or if I did see it, it made absolutely no impression on me the first time. But yeah, it was it was a joy to watch and yeah. Fuck um, giant cookies. I could have yeah. said giant cookies. Yeah, you could have, I was <laughs> thinking that I was I gonna go with... for that, but then I thought, no, I'm gonna be bleak too. <laughs> yeah, I went with Bleak, and I started it, and I'm so sorry, audience, cool. to bring you back to the moment that Ant died. Mm-hmm. Watch this film. Go and yeah, watch this film. you should watch it's it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's cute, and it's on Disney+. Plus. That That's makes it sound like we're then, sponsored uh, by Disney+. Plus. When, oh, we're my not. God, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> I would say no. No, Dan, bleep this. Bleep the mention <laughs> of the company. Bleep the mention of the set. The company can stay because it's relative. Bleep the name of the, the of, service. Of the they don't service. need it. They, can, they, they don't need they've it. They've got enough. They don't they need our... If they want it, they can pay for it. (laughs) The specific streaming service related to the film. If they want it, they can pay for it. Because they have the money. And we know our worth. They can can pay us something. (laughs) And we vastly overestimate our worth. Yeah. (laughs) And every kid in this is dressed like they're in Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's this was pre-Jurassic Park as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's maybe just what kids like wore at that Jurassic time. <laughs> yeah. There is that thing of, like, whenever we look back, we go, oh, whenever they get kids, they cast adult to play kids in from, like, the 80s, it's always like, oh, they look way too old. And then you see kids from the 80s, and you're like, no, they just look like that. Yeah. <laughs> they just look like they're... T- those, set, those, like, 15, 16-year-olds, they look like they're in their mid-20s. Yeah, and it's like, oh, why why are they getting adults to play kids instead? It's like, have you seen kids acting? <laughs> labor laws. It's also labor laws. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really, really difficult to... to and then you get, kid. like, one good kid actor and suddenly they're in absolutely everything. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you've got to shrink them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when... Do you know how many uh, health and safety risk assessments you have to fill out? There's at least two you, you have to shrink them. You have to shrink their parent and go, or and or guardian. You have to shrink their teacher that has to be on set. Their emotional <laughs> support animal. Their emotion. A child therapist has to be on set. These are all things that have to be on set when you have a child actor. By and them. they have to shrink the trailer. They have to yeah. shrink the trailer. They have to shrink all the. No, they don't have to shrink the food. That's the one thing they don't need to drink. They need to drink shrink the drinks though, because those air bubbles are deadly. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're just like trying to swim in a glass of coke, but the bubbles pull you down. You get the suction of the bubbles popping, they create a gap, you go in. It <laughs> killed three kids that way. It's why they didn't have that fifth actor. <laughs> he actually died in a bottle of coke. <laughs> because they decided to go real realistic with it and do everything <laughs> with practical effects. And not CG, and that's why practical effects are better than CG. And exactly. it's why the death toll was even higher for Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> that, that was because they told the practical effects guy he got the wrong idea yeah. <laughs> initially. Yikes. That was a better joke than the one I was going to make. I think the one I was going to make was too dark even for this podcast. Fucking say it, Coward. Oh, I was going to say that. Bleep, you can also just bleep it. <laughs> And you can decide whether that stays or not. Yeah, leaving that one firmly in your... That's your moral decision to make. Uh, well, with that, yeah, I with that, that, I have been Michael. And I have been Helena. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at HiltonPod. That's at H-I-L-T-M-Pod. Uh, we're also on Discord. Um, let us know what you think of the film and feel free to leave us a review so we can know if you actually like this podcast as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> and tell your friends about us. Yes. Tell yeah, everyone. force them to listen. Tell everyone and then shrink them and then listen to us on a really big speaker. <laughs> yeah, shrink your friends, friends and then you can all share one headphone. Yeah, a single earbud. Let's watch, darling. I have enshrunken in the children. <laughs> enshrunken. Enshrunken. That's, that's a horrible sounding word. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Uh, it's the opposite of embiggening. Embiggening is the Christopher Biggin. <laughs> it's what happens when you turn into Christopher Biggin. You're in Biggin. Like in Batman Biggins. <laughs> a very niche joke referencing someone who was famous like 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>